0: <laughs> to some people like <laughs> What's up everybody? This is JT and you are listening to the 1528 podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um today is going to be a pretty good, pretty good educational um and informative episode. Uh we're going to talk about black history and black excellence. Um and so I'm um, I'm happy to do this. But before we get into everything, let me check in with my fellows. What's up y'all?
1: What's the word? What Yo, what up? What up? Glad what's
0: to good be thing? back.
2: <laughs> I see that, man. Season <laughs> two, episode two. Let's go.
0: <laughs> That's
2: what's
1: up.
0: All right, so we dropped the first episode on last Friday. Like, like what's been happening since?
1: Um, not much, working. Not much. You know, yeah, it's a whole bunch right of now. nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ooh, buddy. All right. Well, sound like y'all happy to be here. uh, (laughs) I sound extremely happy
2: For
1: for those wondering I'm sipping on Caribou Crossings uh, Canadian whiskey today
2: Oh I'm sipping on Country Time Lemonade
1: Mm. A little mason jar here
2: Drink more water Hey there we go What do you have a mason jar of BJ? Uh,
3: Strawberry kiwi With lemonade And Russian juice
0: also known as vodka. I was like, oh, I like Russian juice. That's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to decode that.
1: <laughs> man,
0: I am not that familiar with uh with liquor. Oh, uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Y'all ready to get into this?
2: Yeah, man. What oh we got? man, we sound real focused, don't we? Like,
0: let's go. Look, yeah. let me tell y'all. I gotta let's wake go. up, man. I gotta wake up. Man, I woke up at
3: five. But no,
0: uh, so we're gonna talk about Black History, and um, I'm gonna give y'all a quick little recap of black history and where it came from black history is an annual celebration of achievements by african-americans and a time for recognizing the central role in u.s history also known as african-american history month the event grew out of negro history week from the brainchild of noted historian carter g woodson and other prominent african-americans since 1976 every u.s president has officially designated the month of february as black history month Other countries around the world, including Canada and the United Kingdom, also devote a month to celebrating black history. The story of Black History Month begins in 1915, half a century after the 13th Amendment abolished slavery in the United States. That September, the Harvard-trained historian Carter G. Woodson and the prominent minister Jesse E. Moreland founded an Association for the Study of Negro Life and History, an organization dedicated to researching and promoting achievements by African Americans and other peoples of African descent. The group sponsored a national Negro history week in 1926, choosing the second week of February to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. The event inspired schools and communities nationwide to organize local celebrations, establish history clubs and host performance performances and lectures. By the late 1960s, Thanks to the part of the civil rights movement and a growing awareness of black identity, Negro History Week had evolved into Black History Month on many college campuses. President Gerald Ford officially recognized Black History Month in 1976, calling upon the public to seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of African-Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. That is just a small taste of black history. That is a little bit of where it came from. Now. Being that, is, that it's been in the school system and that uh, I was taught black history, and I'm for sure said was Jefferson County, and I'm for sure my other co-hosts have uh, had black history classes. What is your take on black history in the school system, how it's you know celebrated now, and the fact that even in the school system today, that parents can opt their kids out of black history lessons? So,
1: okay, just to clarify... You're talking about Black History Month and not just Black History overall. Oh <laughs> snap.
0: You said With black history, black history D- like yeah. History yeah. Yeah. times? Oh, okay, okay, true. true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Comments yeah.
1: aren't just on the history of black people. It's about this specific teaching of the month.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry about that. I wanna <laughs> make that clear. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um I'll go first. Uh for me I was I had the pleasure of being raised in a community that was predominantly black. Um, I told y'all in on one episode last uh, season, I didn't have a classmate that was white until my senior year of high school. So for us, it was a celebration. It wasn't something that was just, like, weird and um, not normal. Like, we saw black figures around the school all the time. We talked about certain things. In February, like, we got extra black. Um, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't anything that just, like, came out of left field because of the environment and the people Um, that were, like, leading the schools and my teachers and all of that stuff. Um, A lot of my teachers went to HBCUs, very pro-black, putting up stuff all the time about, you know, black, other black people um, for us to look up to and stuff, so it was kind of normal. In terms of, like, the generality of it, I do kind of feel, like, the way that it's taught now is doing it an injustice, just in general, Mm -hmm. because it's something that doesn't need to be segmented to a specific time of the year or a specific month, but it's kind of one of those things where I think some people take for granted like, Oh, we're going to give them February. So we don't have to worry about it through other times of the year where I think it should be more of a mended, uh, in together kind of a situation. Uh, but it's not. And I think they're using black history month as a crutch to actually not intermingle it, uh, throughout most of the times. Um, so, yeah, that's what I got on that. And I don't really know much about the opting out thing, so I'll let somebody else get into that a little bit more and kind of get my thoughts on that as they – after their shares and stuff.
3: So, so growing,
2: you got to be Jay when you roll in. I'll
3: go. <clears throat> uh, growing right. up, obviously, we all did those, you know, Black History Months, and you learned about the basics, of like the most um, – I don't want to say watered-down versions, but you learned about – Martin Luther King, you learned about Harriet Tubman, you learned about um, a few others here and there, George Washington Carver, and stuff like that. But what I didn't like about it is how it... um, You learned about some of the good stuff, but I didn't hear about the Tulsa riots until I moved to Tulsa. Um, Hmm. And I think it's one of those things where like... um, The winner writes history type of thing. So they don't want to Mm -hmm. show the ugly truths of black history or American history and how black history has been affected by it. Uh, So I think. And how ugly it can be. And how ugly it is. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. that's the one thing I don't like that is just uh, whitewashed, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. And I definitely agree with Dre as far as like it should be done throughout the year because black history is American history <clears throat> but I understand and I still appreciate us being having a dedicated celebration time that shouldn't be the only time um, now as far as like the gotcha. op- kids being able to opt out that's one of those things like I don't have kids I really don't understand it but I guess my concern would be okay like Sidris if he says well I don't like the way they're teaching it Ducey's not going to be, be in it. I can teach him stuff. But what if there's a white person that just don't want their kids to learn about this stuff? So now it's more of a, a racial thing versus, mm. or it could be more of a racial thing versus, like, my kids don't need to learn about them jungle bunnies, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So then what we have a problem with them opting out if yeah. they need you- to?
0: Like, how do you, how do you, but the question is like, you brought it up is like, how do you judge someone's reason for doing it? Especially if they don't, if they don't say jungle bunnies, right. you know, saying to the school system, you know, how do we know that it's, that it's, you know, racially motivated to pull them out?
3: You
2: don't, uh, but, but I don't, yeah, I don't think you can really assess that. Right. That's like mm-hmm. subjective. It's like you, a, you're, I mean. giving, you're giving effort. Like you don't know if I'm giving effort or not. You know what I'm saying? That's completely subjective, and it's and it's, and it's judged by your perception and and, ex, and experiences and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, it's like I I don't know. I, I went back and forth on this. Should you be able to? Should you be able to opt out for reasons to say I can teach better, um, or should you be able to opt out for any reason? I I don't think you should be able to opt out. I mean, right. why is there even an option to opt out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. No right. matter how it's taught. Now I think you know that's why it's so important to get involved with school boards, and you know it's important to be a part of your your child's like you know learning team. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for the districts and stuff, so then you can you can influence how uh, Black History is taught. You know what I'm saying. If we're going to focus during this month, then we got to change the way it's taught, and and so we won't have to opt out for that reason. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we got to be more active when it comes down to advocating for what our kids are being taught in school because it's just as important as it is to little black little black kids. It's important to everybody who's in America, every American. It's important right. to know the people sitting next to you and their contributions. It's important to understand people's heritage. We're supposed to be a melting pot, but we, we're not supposed to melt to where we forget each other's heritage and culture. You know what I'm saying? Right. So in order to do that, we should be able to celebrate. The, and, and, and then I think if we welcome this, then we can stop – hyphenating America at some point. may not be in our lifetime, but stop hyphenating it where well, we can actually be Americans. And this is American history. We can never have American history and be African Americans. You know what I'm saying? It's just, as long as that hyphen is there, it just seems like it won't really go together. It needs to be American history, and these are black people who are in America who were brought up here for whatever reason. Uh, for those reasons, I shouldn't say, not whatever reason. Um, for those things. What are you thinking, I saw your I well, see your face. Yeah, like when you, <laughs> you say
1: that, how would you... Like in your mind, like how would you go about a perfect situation of restructuring uh, black history if not having it in the month? Cause you said going to school boards yeah. work to get a change, what does that look like?
2: So first off, I, I think we gotta uh, realize what we're gonna be, st- what we're studying, like kinda the depth of it, you know? Um, we don't need to keep talking about slavery and characters s- exclusively. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to Black History Month, that comes to Black History Period. We want to talk about slavery, Martin the King, Malcolm. H- we want to talk about characters, people who were important to the to, to to the Black community. We want to talk about those people, their accomplishments, and we want to talk about you know um, slavery. But there's so much more to American history. Like we 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 kept going. You know what I'm saying? Like Black people kept working. We kept inventing. We kept existing in this country, making things better and helping you know helping the country progress. So mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like then you jump and say, well, Barack Obama. Well, you know what? We've been going since then, too, and around him. You know what I'm saying? So we got
0: mm-hmm.
2: to start talking about really black like. And then if we're gonna, when we talk about the civil rights, what were the civil rights we were fighting for? Because we're, sti- we're going to find out we're still fighting for some of those civil rights. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not just because we kind of put, put it in a box and say, oh, civil rights. Like, we don't even mm-hmm. what, name one civil right that we were going for, voting. People could talk about, people talk about voting. You know what I'm saying? But like what vote, what civil rights are we still dealing from? You know, and now Mm -hmm. we're changing the message to go from, no, we don't want just civil rights. We want equality. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we turned a corner on civil rights. So we kept going. And I think it's important that they understand just the same way they'll talk. You know, when we talk about American history, we'll go from our founding fathers to Bill Gates. And, and all these people like, like, we need to go from, yeah, let's talk about slavery. Cool and then let's progress, you know, mm. even beyond Obama and then other people around, there's other inventors and scientists and doctors and just doing stuff. So anyway, I don't want to be too redundant, but um, we just want to, and then and then let's take away the black and white photos of the civil rights movement, please, like color TVs came out in 1953. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Please stop doing photos of the, of the, you know, I know it happened back in the 50s too, but like in the early 50s and, and all that, but like, Stuff in the '60s is in black and white. Quit that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, they've been having color photos since the 1800s. So y- you, can t- you can turn them, 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 colors them back to the colors.
0: I think. I think. Talk about that point first. I think the black and white photos is a stylistic choice for impact. Um, I I do believe we do need to have some things presented in color because we need to see the full spectrum of who was there, who participated. And the fact that they were all there together, and even if it's a seal of black people, it needs the skin needs to be shown. But um, for me, Black History, you know, being taught. It, go ahead, sir.
2: You're not gonna let me respond. <laughs> I mean, go for it. Go for it. Go <laughs> for it. my point. I want to come back for it. So, what about like, is it important to, you know, get the impact of the photo? Which, yeah, cool. But it also timestamps the photo. It makes it feel like. We were fighting for these rights a long time ago. And mm-hmm. some of our grandparents were fighting for these rights. You know what I'm right. saying? And it's like when you, when you see it in black and white, you know, little kids now, they'll say, man, that was so long ago. Was dinosaurs around? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. And then in your mind, you just kind of conditioned to see black and white, especially on TV, mm-hmm. and you say this was a long time ago um and it really was and i think and i think that's more for me i feel like that's the propaganda behind it like that's the reason why it's in black Mm -hmm. and white not necessarily for the the dramatic
1: uh, the impact of it
0: to give you a disillusion of the time
1: yeah i think it's it's definitely a mix between the two because like just logistically speaking to go from black and white to color with all of these photos that we're talking about you're either going to need some negatives that are still in good condition Mm -hmm. to actually use Or you're going to need to spend a whole lot of money to process and reprocess these pictures in color, which is not just like a click of a button kind of a thing. Um, So, like, Mm. if we're talking about our history books redoing that, there's no value in them to do it. They're literally just losing money by spending the time and taking these black and white pictures that are on all these books and turning them into color. It's not like the government's doing it and it's not like they're paying for it.
2: No, I definitely get that. So the printed, I get that. But what about the what about the video, video editing? I mean, come on. Silicon Valley got it on lock, and across the country, you can you can edit a video to get it where it's supposed to be. I digi- digitally, remaster it to no, be in mean, the original, accurate form. If you have the original, if, yeah,
0: you have yeah, the originals. Yeah. It's still it's still a negative yeah. thing that you have to process.
2: But look right, at the exactly. look at the difference. Like how many how many black and white video uh, uh, photos mm-hmm. up there of like JFK juxtaposed to color. I feel like there's more color video. Like, I've seen color videos with with, with Jackie Kennedy at the funeral. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that would be a black and white since the colors are dark. But it's like, it's the same time frame.
1: But the difference there is the people often that were taking those videos were using the best of the best equipment. And they were taking the time to do it initially. They're not going Mm -hmm. back to a lot of it and revisiting it. They were actually just using fucking uh, NASA level yeah, NASA level equipment. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> so I think I think that's the difference. But again, it can be done. It's just a matter of is it is it enough of the issue that people will actually go ahead and put the finances behind it, or is it more important stuff for us to worry about?
2: No, yeah, that does make sense. It's it's almost like singular voting. Like let's just dig our stakes in there and deal with the black and white. When really we can just focus on the timeline and be truthful about it.
1: It's an easier. Hmm. He'll to to get over. Yeah, I I hear that.
0: So you fellas have all mentioned pretty much everything I think I was going to say. I think for me, I wish there was a new way to deposit black history into the mainstream and not just through social media, but a place where you could submit. Let me go back. I, I want. I want new black history. Facts, probably in the same time frame in the 1960s. But tell me something new that happened in the 1960s. Add unto that so that it won't be just the same story that you know over the years. Right. You know, it, it it's the same story that you you open up the book and rehash every February for 28 days, and you know it it gets redundant and it, and it, you can't really say history is redundant, but in the same it gets watered down. The, the impact of, of it gets watered down because it's the same thing. Like, you know Martin Luther King from when you're an ch- itty-bitty child up all the way up through college, and it's the same story. And so now what else is out there? And so it kind of it, it lessens the impact because it's the same old thing over and over. I personally feel like black history is going to need uh, a revamping, and how we address it and and discuss it all all together, I, I I I think this is probably the the worst representation of Black History Month I've ever seen. Like even television spots, I haven't seen that many television spots of corporations saying, "Oh, we're you know we're celebrating Black History like it used to be." You know, you see corporations everywhere: McDonald's, Sprite, um, uh, some printing. Company, something like that. It's it would be all over the place, and I feel like because we we've, we've concentrated so much into the recent years of of uh, Black Lives Matter and yeah, and brut- uh, police brutality is that it's taken away from shining the light even now in February. Like we done it all last year in the last two years. So February, like all our funds are gone because we've we put all this money into into black history shirts. And, you know, I mean, black uh, lives matter shirts and those spots. And we don't have no more. So we got to find a new way or not see it at all in this February. Well, I kind of
2: feel something about that, though, Go ahead. because they're because they're making black history. So it ain't really taken away. It should be something that we can discuss in February, maybe. But it's just like to say. We put too much effort and energy because like it's almost like if a company says, listen, we're focusing on hiring and I'm not saying this is all this is all perfect or whatever. But we're looking into hiring like we're, we're up in our African-American, you know, hiring numbers by 20 percent, you know, this year or whatever. And then it's like when you get to black history, it's just like, oh, we they've been shouting out Black Lives Matter this whole time. But we get the Black History Month. They didn't they forgot. They, not forgot. You did not forget that. <laughs> you don't do a black history shout out. Then it's like, it's, you know, do you do you go for the do you go for the company? And say okay, you get comfortable, or do you go for the event and say, well, it's the event's fault? I don't think Black Lives Matter, not not the, the movement of Black Lives Matter, is to be blamed for like a low participation in Black history. I think it should have sparked a higher participation in Black history. Yeah, I don't Month. I don't think
1: Month. it has to blame. I don't think it's to blame for either. But, <clears throat> I, well, well, most of the corporations are blaming their pullback on is the same reason that most of them pull at least the big fish pulled out of the super bowl uh 2020 was far worse of a year than expected financially so a lot of that ad money that they would have spent on uh the super bowl on black Uh history month on the holiday advertising they cut a lot of that across the board Uh um and whether it's accurate or not Um, That's what they're basically saying, like, hey, we haven't been able to do what we normally do in terms of this kind of media press because of those things. And when, you know, uh, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, the uh, racial injustice, everything that was happening this summer, they were still only like, you know, two, three months into uh, the pandemic, like full force. Um, So they didn't, like, feel it. Um, But now at the end of the year, after everybody, like, did their shit, they had their... um, uh, press conferences with the numbers and financials, that's when everybody like it publicly made it conscious that they've been pulling back those kind of marketing dollars. And Black History Month happened in fall, you know, first thing of the year. So we don't really have anything else to judge it off of other than the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now, if they end up still spending a ton of money on other shit throughout the year, um, but they didn't do it Black, during Black History Month, the economy ain't got that much better. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that is the real thing. But that's definitely... The line that these corporations are telling.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. I, I guess I, I will also need to do a little bit more digging to see what they've done on their on their social media fo- uh, platforms, just to see if if they put out anything like a television commercial spot. Yeah, that costs money, but a little graphic to throw onto you know your your Instagram or whatever feed as a company, and not even on your website, it doesn't cost anything. But I I, I totally get what you're saying. That that makes some points. I mm-hmm. now I go ahead.
2: Well, J.C., I was going to agree with you when you say you kept saying something needs to change with how we teach black history. hmm. Right. And I just think it really just needs to move forward. Um, that would be my comment. I just think it, just, it needs to move forward. Like we need to stop focusing on everything from the past and see the black history happening in front of us right now. You know what I'm saying?
0: I agree. It I need, see that.
2: Just like I think you just like you just alluded to, like the black history. I mean, not Black history. <laughs> the Black Lives Matter movement. Like mm-hmm. that's history and and then all mm-hmm. the you know, um all the all these people who helped with voter drive and, and get people, you know, Georgia turned blue. <laughs> you know now
1: I, I don't know exactly how the context of you what you're saying said, but I wanna like in my mind, I don't think they need to move past it. I think they need to modernize it.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean, move like, forward with it. Like we okay, kept going. Okay.
1: Because yeah. I, w- I wasn't sure if you meant like stop talking about the old shit and talk oh, about no, the modern no, no, no. shit <laughs> or just make sure that it stays updated. Okay. They old, forget about <laughs> them. <Right>. <laughs> <Right. laughs> My bad. Um, no, and I did want to actually piggyback on something that both JT and uh, BJ had brought up. Uh, BJ had talked about, I think it was BJ, um, about the schools and how it's taught. Um, and, you know, JT made the point about it being repetitive. Um, but part of that I think is also part of the crutch – that they fall into when we marginalize black history into a month because mm. the teachers literally have, after you take out uh, the 28 days of, of February general, and then you take out the days for president's day weekend, we're talking 15, 16 days to cover uh entire gamut of black history. Right. All right. When you talk to civil rights march, you can't get into the details. You can't get into shit like, um, you know, the church bombings and this and that and a lot of the Tulsa massacre and stuff, because you might only have one day in your curriculum that you can talk about or maybe two. And one of them is going to Martin. The other one <laughs> might just be going to the movement in general. And the third one's probably going to Rosa Parks. And then the next week you got something totally different. So I think the fact that it is stuck into one month makes that even harder. Whereas uh, if we just made it a part of American history, though, and we talked about the 60s that can live in a much broader realm than in that 15 days of February. So
0: that they have. Okay. then why not both? My, my thing is like, why not both? Like, so I always compare talking about removing or redoing and comparing <laughs> black history month to other history months, like women's history month, um, Lat- Latino history month. These are the things that are popping up because there needs to be um, more effort. Putting this out there now. Don't get me wrong. I do feel like February Black History Month should definitely, you know, stay um, in February—a whole month-long celebration. But I also feel like as the timeline goes in your classes, and we're talking about, and once we get to the '60s, you don't have to completely reiterate everything that you talked about for Black History Month. Although I don't know how you want to write that, but that's fine. But you all you include that and and concentrate in February. But make sure you put the pieces as they need to be when you teach throughout the rest of
1: the year. But I think part—I think part of that is there's that inherent crutch that, as long as we have a dedicated month, nobody's going to feel a need to blend it in other places because they know they're going to be able to get to it at some point. Now, when you bring up you know Women's History Month and um, you know LGBTQ and all this other stuff, they have months that we. Uh, talk about them, that we appreciate them and things like that, but they're not in anybody's particular curriculum like that. They're not formatted that way in curriculum. Black History Month is the only one where we have that specific area where teachers know every February we're going to talk about black people.
2: Right, right. but see, I think uh, along with it moving forward, right, like black history got to get to a point to where we should get to a point in America where there should not be a Black History Month.
1: Right, that's what I'm
2: saying. Right, so it should be, like, learning should it be linear. Learning should be moving forward, right? So I think, like, you get to the point where, you know, you get to the point of a revolutionary war. Whenever we talk about that, you know what I'm saying, we get to whatever. But it gets to a point where you talk about civil ri- the civil rights movement in America. You know, it gets to a point where you talk about all the inventors in this time period, not just these inventors. You know what I'm saying? And so then it just comes in- integrated. To where it's really integrated to where we're not worried about. We didn't get our month. We didn't get our days or whatever. I you know think what? It serves I, its purpose right now, and, and it did back then too.
0: So. I love the. F- I love that you all have faith that the system is going to incorporate it in such a way that it's going to seem right and fair. But I am one of those people that does that. I don't want. I don't want to lose it, just in the fact that it may completely. No, I you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to lose it. I'm glad it just need to be revamped. We or you know what I'm saying? Uh, Modernize. Don't. I, I the hell no. It's not it, losing.
1: But if, no, he's saying he's saying. I, I know what he's saying because you got you got too much faith.
2: No, I get it, but what I'm saying is like, what's the point? Of, what's the point of us fighting now? If we don't think we can evolve in this country. Are we gonna Are we gonna break off and make our own country? Like, what's who was the last now? president?
0: Huh? Who was the last president? Have we I evolved?
2: Get, I get it. He, is he? The, is he still the president? He could have been.
0: Yeah, but it's it's still that going backwards. You know, I I hear what you're saying, but you're still I. I do not want to lose the footing that we have now thinking that the same people that change slavery in some textbooks to indentured servants. Sure. You're telling me that they're going to put black history throughout the rest of the year with the same like instead of if the keep, concentrated 28 days spreading that out.
2: If we keep moving in the direction we're moving. Yeah. If we, if we, we are electing lawmakers who are black, like the laws of the land that govern the United States of America are black people. And yes, a system. Yes, it's a system. But we see people right now who are actually fighting for the rights, the equal rights of black people in high places. And that's what we're trying to vote people into. So I think, yeah, because it might not be in our lifetime, but it's it's weird for me to dedicate my lifetime to moving black people forward, including my kids, but but have no faith that I'm doing this for a reason. Like, this is gonna fizzle out one day and they're just gonna kill us all off. And hey, welcome to America. Yeah, I mean,
1: if you're talking about like after our lifetimes, then it's definitely possible. Um, but JT is definitely looking at it in more of a one in the hand is better than two in the bush kind of a thing. Like we sure. have this, don't risk losing it for something well, that's not guaranteed because it's not guaranteed. We're still, there's well, still I'm not saying get rid of it, but before. it's not a lot of them. Yeah. I'm not uh, saying get rid of it before that ready. happens.
2: Like you never quit a job before you got another job, unless you are just trying to chill for a little bit, but, <laughs> but, like, no, but well. <laughs> you know, unless you try to chill for a little bit, but it's like, it ain't like you just like, Oh, I really believe we're on the brink of, of the goal of Black History Month So yeah. let's go ahead and, and take it away I mean like this is going on for generations and generations There's no need to have this Black History Month here because now we know Because to, to rewind it would take too much To, re- to rewind generations of history um, no, I, think
1: we're, I think we're all on that same page Like okay. if there can be a concrete plan Laid out then I think yeah, yeah. we're good with it We just don't want to throw away what we have On that hope that whole concrete got you. Um, But yeah. I did want to also go back to one thing BJ said about opting out um. And you, you raised the point of you know if somebody says you know they can teach their kids better or something like that. Um, I'm totally against the concept of you know opting out in general, because if you're not homeschooling your kids, what other subject can you say no? I'm not going to let you teach them algebra. I can teach them better, so just right. don't give them right. a grade in that class. Right. Right. Um. So like, I don't think that's reasonable. I don't think that's anywhere near fair. The only thing that has a like comparison is sex education, but the people that opt out in there, they get the um, benefit of saying, you know, it's against their religion, which is you know a constitutional given right. That if that's the case, then they allow them to opt out. But I don't see how that or anything like that could apply to a Black History Month uh, lesson.
0: Yeah, absolute, absolutely not. You're you're gonna sit here and tell you're gonna sit here and tell me that. Your child, whoever it may be, should not sit there and learn black history, African American history. As, yeah, I'm getting frustrated and I can't say my words, but it's, no, it's one of those things that where the system has allowed people to show their ass and give them an opportunity to do bullshit. Like, give them enough room where they can, you know what I'm saying, still in their own way oppress. You know, what I'm saying in their own way, you know, saying telling you that you're not worth it. And you're in their in their own way, completely, um you know Absolutely. And and that to me lets me know that, you know, again, I don't want to get rid of uh, Black History Month because clearly they're allowing people to not do this. So I don't trust the system to to be that forward, uh forward thinking in, in the process of teaching we teaching gotta. my nephews at this point. I don't have any kids, but my nephews, I don't, I don't have I don't have faith in the system enough.
3: Man, we got yeah, to be at a, We got to be it. Oh, go ahead. With no, no, I definitely agree with that because I guarantee you, obviously we don't know, but I guarantee you it wasn't a black parent that pushed to opt their kids out of that. You know what I'm saying? And so it's almost like a smack in the face that when it comes to teaching about us and our history, teaching us or teaching people about us, it's... Now, just an elective, like it's fucking swimming class, you know what I'm saying? Right, like it's art, like it's yes, it doesn't. It, it's another way for people to tell us we don't matter or our history doesn't matter, it's just a slick way yeah. of doing it, you know. I've said before that growing up in my grandfather's time probably was a little harder, but it was f- fair in the sense of you knew exactly how that person thought about you. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. we have to deal with the slick shit. And
1: mm-hmm.
3: if they feel a certain way, they can't say it, but they do slick shit, or they make sure you don't get that promotion. You know, my grandfather knew right. Cracker John down the street didn't like him because he told him last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. they, they, were, <laughs> right. they, they were, you know, he right. called him a nigga at the, at the like a right. horse and buggy place, or whatever you know, whatever they was doing.
1: He um, literally said, "Hey, nigga, you are never gonna run my company." <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> literally, right? <laughs> literally. literally, yeah. Up. You know what I'm saying, take this broom, you know. So, they knew exactly what they were dealing with. Well, we don't all the time.
1: Yeah, it's real.
2: I just like the fact that we are pushing the needle more. I think I think this this generation, you know, after, this younger generation, is pushes the needle more than we did. And then we push it more than our generation before us. And I mean, think about how much they pushed the needle during the civil rights movement during that Mm -hmm. time. I mean, they pushed it, of course, absolutely. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But then it's just like how much we continue to push as we went forward. Because I mean, even we go all back to, man, slavery. How much they was able to push the needle? How much we was able? You know, we like it's just we keep going. It's like a cascading effect where we just keep going. And and uh, and I I just really think we get to the point to where it's not. It's not. I, I I look. It looks weird to me when I see people post stuff and say, like, like they're going to let us do that. they going to let us. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, they're going to they let us live. Hold up. <laughs> like, at some point, we come to the point where it's like, we're going to live here. Uh, we're citizens here. And mm-hmm. it's just going to be like that. And somebody's going to push the needle to where it's like, cops going to quit doing this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people going to quit kidnapping black girls, and, and they don't make the news uh not Man. even an amber alert you know what i'm saying like it, we, we're gonna quit that at some point like it, like once again it may not be in our gener- in our lifetime but at some point we got to keep pushing that needle to where it's like yeah we matter you don't have a you don't have a, a choice but to recognize our presence and existence like we just gotta keep I, I, that's my hope my hope is like toward that
0: right? i applaud your faith I, I completely applaud it i i go ahead bj
3: i do have a question based on um what JT was talking about, as far as like, I think said mentioned it as well. Talking about uh, modernizing how we teach in Black history and stuff like that. What do you guys feel, or how do you guys feel about like the Hollywood and the new movies coming out, like Judas and the Black Messiah, or mm-hmm. um, what is it, A Night in Miami, like those type of films that are mm-hmm. shining a different side of some of the same stories. Um, but shining a different light on them and making it more digestible for uh, for younger audiences.
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm I'm ecstatic for anything that's not a slavery movie because I'm I'm that's that's the one thing that has been completely uh, reheated and rehashed over 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 and over and over again to the fact where to me it's telling us like that's where you're going to be. And that's what needs to be put out there at all times to remind you um, that this is all y'all ever been. Is, is this the 30 years that y'all made some type of progression uh, to get to this part? Less than 50 years. And now, you know what I'm saying? Less than 100 years for slavery. But we we ain't really been equal for all that long. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, our grandparents just reaped some of those benefits in their lifetime. So, nah, entertainment to me has come a long way. I was having this conversation. You know, there was a moment where slavery movies were the thing that it was just back to back to back to back to back. Um, and to have movies now like Judas um, and the black Messiah to, to give a different perspective of that situation. I applaud it, you know, cause you could do it straight from Fred Hampton's perspective all day. You know what I'm saying? You could do that, but to have it from the opposite end, I, it, you know, it was it was well done. You know, I may not know all the facts behind it, and I'm for sure people will be have to say what they have to say. But just from someone who's kind of relearning the history in that way, yeah. I applaud it. I don't think that we're going to. No, I think we as entertainer, as entertainers, I mean, we as we as are. people have, <laughs> right? We are entertainers. Um. <laughs> We as a people have to demand and put our dollars behind things that will help elevate us and show us a new light. Like if you know someone, um, a new, um, if you know someone who is a beginning uh, black filmmaker and want to make sure that they pump out things that are that will accredit your race, then you need to put the dollars behind them. You need to you know make that happen, so we can get past the slavery movies. And so cash uh,
3: app just as is. cash out, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I appreciate that, You, BJ. I appreciate you know that, them man. Them is
1: me. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> um, no, I definitely get that, and I and, like my thoughts on that. As long as the movies are coming out that are telling those parts of the story, like however they have to uh, do it to make it more digestible, I'm fine. Um, if they're able to make it as raw as possible without having to do that even better um but just the fact that these kind of movies are getting greenlit now because these scripts have been around forever people have been writing this stuff forever hollywood just didn't want to give it any play the people controlling the media didn't want to Mm -hmm. give it any play now Mm -hmm. some of hollywood is giving it play on the other hand, we just like, fuck it. we going to do it on our own. We don't need you no more, Hollywood. And they're putting the doors yeah. out there. So, like, mm-hmm. the fact yeah. that we're at this place, whichever one of those two levers is actually pulling strings on these movies, I just think it's a good thing regardless because a lot of these parts of the story, like, I wouldn't, most people wouldn't have, you know, known about a lot of this stuff. And, like, I didn't really get a lot of. Like deeper level information because there wasn't movies like that. I only got them when I would read somebody's like autobiography or something. That was it. So, like, mm-hmm. the fact that they're coming out with these different perspectives on it and different content that is important for people to know is a great thing.
0: Agreed. Absolutely.
2: I, I couldn't have said it any better
1: myself.
0: And that's <laughs> on 1906. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So I can go. Well, you know while we here. Shout out to J Love for these hoodies. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, man. I wish I
2: would have known that we were gonna wear tandem HBCU hoodies. <laughs> I would have put on my fist hoodie, but it's seventy-two degrees here. So. We, we literally know, just sat down. Yeah, wouldn't
0: have.
1: Yeah, we just sat down. and It was just like, oh man, we all got our K State hoodies on. Oh, I wonder if is gonna wear his K State. You look like hoodies. triplets. <laughs> like, can you yeah, anymore? man. So we fly. So we fly. All right, cool.
0: I take it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that, man. <laughs> All are appreciate
1: that.
0: <laughs> Yeah, man. But no, um, so I appreciate that, fellas. We're gonna take a quick break, um, pay some bills. I always wanted to say that, and we'll be right back. Yes, <laughs> son. What's up, everybody? Real quick, just want to tell you this is the last chance to enter the recast contest that we have going on right now for some 1528 podcast swag right now on recast on our website you can check out the episodes and with that episode recast your favorite part let people know what made you think what made made you laugh or just shows how silly we can be recast that when you go to our website and listen to the episode now what you need to do is once you recast that you need to tag us on that post so we can see it and know that you did it Uh, we'll pick a winner uh, randomly and you will win some free merchandise we've been cooking up some really good stuff and we want you to be some of the first people to rock that stuff uh, once we open up the store so right now again hit that recast show everybody who we are what made you laugh what made you think what possibly made you cry on some of our previous episodes also I can never ever stop telling you please go by our website we need we need the traction why because we want to grow and we want to make sure that other people see who we are Make sure you go by the website. Check us out. If you're new, listening to our podcast, check out our bio. Check out old episodes. Everything that you want to know about us is right there on the website. So please do the recast contest and go by the website and check us out. And now let's get back to the show. What's up? Welcome back. Um, So, fellas, we've been talking about black history and, you know, history is definitely what people have done. So, what have you done to contribute to black history? And if you haven't or, you know, what are you going to do to contribute in the future?
3: I'm black, y'all. Go. I'm black, y'all. I'm blackity black. I'm black, y'all. So start off there uh, i'm black yeah. okay no seriously i think so we kind of talked touched on this the other day when on production call of creating history doesn't have to be a defining moment in your life right um just being a decent black man that's going to work that's contributing to society that's not being a negative statistic is in my opinion what I know what I'm (laughs) talking (laughs) about. My bad. What? I I I, I, I tried to run over it. Just keep going. I'm not about to try to say that shit again. Anyway.
0: (laughs) Two minutes starts now. Here we go.
3: Man. Um,
2: That boy put a W in there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um. But just to being a decent human being and not getting arrested and not uh, being a bad influence on on the community is is historical in the sense of you're pushing um, pushing our people forward just by being a good person. Um, mm. And then you know it's something I didn't think about until said mentioned it the other day. Uh,
2: it was right there. It was yeah, right back there. Back
3: up. The the historical um, event that we did, I looked at it was just something that we had to do, but us doing the RV trip, I guess, Mm -hmm. can be considered, you know, black history It's something that, to our knowledge, had never been done before, definitely has never been done by uh, four black men and just making it happen. So it's definitely something I'm proud of. Uh, Mm -hmm. Hopefully it made other people proud as well. So.
1: Dre. Mm-hmm. I was I go last. <laughs> 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 so
2: I think I was thinking about what? I I think I was thinking about what V J mentioned that we were talking about on a production call that it's not all about winning winning awards. Um, mm-hmm. when I when I thought about it, <clears throat> when I thought about doing a production call, what I would probably talk about our black history. I feel like our black history. I feel like I've contributed to or the black community. I feel like I've, you know, my, my community, I feel like I've helped, you know, progress forward. I started thinking about all the awards, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's so crazy. So I, you know, I start I thought about it before even the work that I did to earn the awards, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew what it was, but it's just like thinking about all the things that went into it. And so like it made me, it took me back to a place that, you know, we, we talk about now how social media has made pictures so like take a picture, take a video, and it seems to be so important to everybody. But I think it was it's always been important, right? So, like, what if the cameras weren't there to capture like Martin Luther King at the march, Dr. King at the march? You know what I'm saying? Or mm. uh, you know John Lewis? Like, what if the, what if the cameras weren't there to, to to capture the fist going in the air or the, the protests, the jail photos and stuff like that? You know, what if what if the cameras weren't there for that? It doesn't make anything they did less significant. We would still have the changes that we have. We mm-hmm. just won't be able to memorialize it. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of like, here's mm-hmm. a picture of it. And so just thinking about all, you know, take, pulling back the mask of all the awards, because, you know, I did win a lot of awards and I'm very proud of them in those moments, you know what I'm saying? Um, especially being some first, but it's just like the first to do what, you know what I'm saying? Because of what? And so I think, like, I spend a lot of my time, you know, I tell people I've, I've worked with at-risk youth since I was at-risk youth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, just always trying to find a way to see how, okay, I've made it through this. How can I help you get through this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, so let me look back. You know, when I was in high school, I was definitely working with a lot of elementary school kids. Just like, man, pay attention to your teacher, do your work. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just remember a time when it was after a football game. Um, and it's when I quit cussing in public <laughs> for a little bit I was, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> and then I was like okay forget that that's fine. but um I remember it was after it was when I was playing at Mel it was our championship year uh, so I was uh I was like you know getting on my team we won so I was hyped I was cussing with my teammates you know pushing each other blah, blah. and this little kid came up and like pulled my jersey and I was just like yo what's up he was like you came to my school, da, 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 I was like, oh, like how long have you been standing there? <laughs> <laughs> and so like, just, just because the kids, when the kids see you out and remember who you are, you know, you made an impact. You know what I'm saying? Um, or even if the kid is still in your heart when you pray or when you just about, you know, you know, you've made an impact because you poured into that kid, that next generation. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, you know, just thinking about all the, the volunteer work and the, and and you know I don't think I have any pictures of that stuff. It's just, just I don't know, going to camps and and doing basketball camps and and doing just all these different things to affect people coming up behind me because I always always felt like I wish I knew. Even now as an mm-hmm. adult, you know, the next year comes or the next whatever comes, I just feel like, man, I wish I knew that. You know, I wish I knew what I knew, You know, I wish I knew. I wish I knew then what I know now. You know what I'm saying? And so I always try to be that for people, and it, it led to me you know, going into the ministry, um, when I understood God's word, I was like, let me help other people understand God's word like this. Cause I don't feel like it's being taught like this, you know? And so I've always tried to reach out to say, let me help you get a better understanding because if this is your issue, like it was mine, perhaps I can help you through it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if I can't, I ain't mad, you know what I'm saying? Like I ain't for everybody. So it's just like, I'm gonna do what I can for the people who are assigned, uh, for my, my, my help, who I'm anointed to help. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the people who are gonna help me, who's anointed to help me. And they just keep, it's supposed to keep going like that. Let's all keep moving the needle. So a lot of work I've done has been toward that, toward the young people. I've done it professionally. I've done it um, just, just in community, faith-based, uh, all kinds of, kind of ways to just reach back to them. Uh, and, and as I was growing up, just, just try to keep that going. Um, I've done some health, some health initiatives, like this for the kids too, Teens Against Tobacco Use in Kentucky, with uh, Humana and uh, American Lung Association. Um and then just coming out here just working with a uh, trio, you know, it's like uh working with working with uh not trio. Yeah, it's trio, it's a trio program. Uh, you know, just kids going to college, kids not doing drugs, whatever like that. So mm-hmm. just trying to just trying to stay on that. So I think, you know, that's my contribution and then you know, trying to do that and then be the same person at home with my kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um mm-hmm. and that's a that's a very complicated story and a very complicated reality but you know the the influence that I can have on my kids I don't want somebody out there saying you know Mr. Cedric is da, da 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 and it's like oh he is I thought that was your daddy you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so you know they got to be able to see that it, you know uh it's it's real so it's such an inside out so um I don't know I think I think that's that's a contribution and what I plan to do is just to do it more for people around my age like you know other young young professionals, like people who are switching professions, you know, mm. you get to 40 and you're like, I won't do this anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, it happens. It happens all the time. And, and we out here, we're not alone. So uh, just working with people like that, working, working with us, you know, taking our mm-hmm. community forward. I think I want to do more with that. And then as we get more politicians in office and more, you know, more lawmakers, more decision makers, you know, I want to be able to push those people forward to uh, put my money behind it. Like JT said earlier.
0: So, so, since uh, Dre said he's going last, that means I'm going oh, now.
1: I can
0: go now. Um, so- <laughs> 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 it doesn't matter. You can go. Now, um, so I, I I was thinking about this, and honestly, just now came to the conclusion that I do believe it's not necessarily Making Black History is about awards, but it is about doing something that's um, extraordinary. That's that's more spectacular than other things. And I say that in a sense of, you know, contributing to another another human being's life in a meaningful way that shouldn't necessarily be making history in a sense that should be just normal life. Uh, But also at the same time, history is someone's story in a sense of, you know, who they are, what's happened to them or or what in the past has affected them. And so, you know, you're, you're, you volunteering with organizations said that is making history. Uh, so I'm torn between the two of it needs to be something spectacular in the sense of possibly winning awards. But not to the fact that we shouldn't be awarding people for doing the things that oh, you should just be doing on a daily basis. You know what I'm saying? I guess, you know... Yeah. So so that's that. Now, for me, I would love to win a Academy Award for best director, best screenwriter, and best supporting actor all in the same year. Hey. And so that's 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 my that's that's my that's my what I want to do. Want to accomplish for for black excellence and and black history, and you know um, I would love to get an EGOT and and win all all the uh, the big awards, Um, but I also like to win an Essence Award. Um, Hopefully, um, uh, Ange wins her uh, Essence Award uh, this upcoming year. Shout out to her. And so yeah, that's that's just you know what I would like to do. I would also like to make a documentary about. You know, about something that's going to impact people uh, for years to come. You know, Eyes on a Prize was a dope, dope, dope uh, documentary and has been one of those things that people can go to and reference when they want to talk about what has happened to us and for us. And so I would love to do that and contribute, you know, some of my time and talent to being that new that part of that revamping of Black history in schools, that new tool that helps educate, you know, everyone—not just African American youth, but everyone—about our history and you know new points in the history. So I want to use my my gifts and my talents, um, my money and y'all money, to make that happen.
3: <laughs>
2: hey, I think it's very important just to play on your point, uh, to stay on your point a little bit. I think it's very important to to get the recognition. It gives people something to look up to and aspire mm. to. Um, and recognition also – I mean, this is vital. It's vital to let people know that this is the way to go. If you're looking for a way to go, then here it is because the,
0: – So my counter to that
2: – the community.
0: My counter to that is when it's when – it, when it when you're giving someone an, an award, and, and they may have been the best of whatever as far as the daily work of volunteering or feeding people – I do also feel that that would make some of, th- not their particular work necessarily, but someone's work will probably be more about getting an award versus the act Absolutely. of just doing what's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Absol- that's, so, that's, so that's the thing where I feel like we need to just say, um, be good for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's you just, just need to be good for nothing and just be good for the fact of being good. Yeah, so that's 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 what i'm saying but i get what you're saying yeah, i'm not i'm not completely no, I don't take straight a, uh, striking away yet. yeah i don't take it as a contrary yeah. i just
2: think that it, i take. i think it takes game changers you know what i'm saying you, you know mm-hmm. everybody doesn't get participation you know participation awards everybody doesn't get a, a, an award everybody doesn't get recognized the same way um and i think it's the game changers that do right you know what i'm saying those who was instrumental in passing this bill for this huge movement for a people in this country like yeah hey this person helped do that you know what i'm saying um mm-hmm. but but, like you said, you know, me volunteering for an organization that somebody else started, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. through a whole – that's a little bit different from that award. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's an mm-hmm. award for working for United Way. Metro United Way. He get mm-hmm. one for, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, building mm-hmm. it. So, but And I think p- people
0: definitely need to be recognized for their efforts and, and their commitments, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just – it's that it's that balance of – what are you really doing this for? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you taking these pictures of feeding the homeless for Instagram to get that recognition versus just going to feed people? You know what I'm saying? Those are the, those are the things that I, I think about when it comes to rewarding people for just general goodness.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. It, like to, to in today's society, we kind of have to think about that because how driven people are to take pictures of every fucking thing just for the recognition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but I, my counter to that would be
3: Yeah, it kind of sucks that people don't do it out of the kindness of their heart. But Mm -hmm. at least they're doing things that are helping other people. Whatever their reason Mm -hmm. is. Like if somebody gives a million dollars or $10,000, they gave $10,000 to people who needed it more. They may Mm -hmm. be doing it for Instagram. They may be doing it for clout. But they still fucking did it. So who cares what their motivation is as long as good work is being done? Right? It's the same thing like when big corporations might contribute to United Negro College Fund or or whatever it is and then there's always Just so the name can be in the program. Yeah. Right. There's always somebody who wants to be like, they're just doing it to look good because of this or because of that. Maybe. Mm. But they still fucking did it. you are you gonna not gonna take the money? Yeah, you are. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) just one (laughs) of those things (laughs) where Like I definitely understand, and I think it's annoying for people like us who generally like, genuinely like to help people. And if you, I think we've all probably have worked with people or done some type of volunteer work, when you know the person next to you is only there to try to look good,
0: mm-hmm.
3: but the work is still getting done. So I think we should still appreciate that, or appreciate the fact that that work is getting done, and people that need help are being helped. Valid no, point.
1: I, I definitely get that, and I'm going to bring it personal a little bit more. I don't necessarily at all like those kind of awards or regulations when I'm the recipient of them. Um, in my mind, I don't necessarily even want somebody to have that cloud of doubt, like, oh, did he only help me for himself, right? Uh-huh. I want people to know, like, hey, there are actually good people, you know, that help uh-huh. people when they're down. Like, you can trust people. You can come to me if you need something, like, I'm not just doing this so you can thank me on Facebook in 10 days or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. this past year with everything that was going on with COVID and all of that, um, being an admin of club thorough, a lot of stuff ran through me, but I personally have contributed more in terms of service, either financially or helping other people through stuff this year than I've probably ever done. But I didn't, whenever I did something, I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Don't pay me back. Don't mention it because that's not mm-hmm. why I'm doing it, right? right? Right. When people are down and out, it's uh, a feeling that they get knowing that somebody's helping them out of their kindness of their heart versus having that doubt about where did it come from or why did they do it or are they going to ask me for something later down the road? That's the mm-hmm. feeling I always try to avoid when I personally am in that situation. So I don't like those kind of things coming in my direction personally.
0: Yeah, don't give me a word. Just give me a check. You know, that's <laughs> that's what I say.
1: Right. Um, so I guess it's um. Right. <laughs> uh, um, so for me, but, oh, go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna say like, go ahead. What's your um?
1: Oh yeah. Uh, for me, I look at it in uh, two ways. Of course, like with what I've been doing on a granular level. Um, I always try to, um, you know, uh, Hamilton wrestlers for the episode. Uh, who, when you li- who lives, who dies, who tells your story, kind of a thing, right? I always yeah. want. You know to know that i impacted other people when i'm going i helped people i did things for people that i was in a position to do um so I always you know whether it's something uh small or something big or whatever it might be i'm constantly trying to just find different ways that i can positively impact our community and people of our community um, and things like that um and in terms of like on a grander scale when i was thinking about this the two people that came in my mind for things that, did, that happened and, you know, things that I would want to f- find ways to do something along those lines are actually two of my high school classmates that were a year or two years under me um, coming out of Warrensville. Um, one of them, uh, Ricky Jones, he just started a, a scholarship to graduating seniors from his high school. Uh, from Warrensville, so um, he's you know doing that with his organizations and mm-hmm. his uh, company. I couldn't find the name of his company. I wish I'm him out, uh, but couldn't figure out uh, what that was. I was just trying to double check again. But like stuff like that, that's like impactful. Like for at-risk kids or kids who just can't afford college to be able to actually help put somebody through college. And it's one thing for LeBron to do it when he's got millions and billions of dollars, mm-hmm. um, but like from somebody of us from humble beginnings and still humble positions now (laughs) to be able to do it like that's a big living right that's a lot of that's a lot of food off of his plate um Mm -hmm. and i really commend him for doing something like that so i would love to be in a position where i could have some kind of scholarship or some kind of uh, society or something like that where you know that outlived me that helped people um that benefited people in ways that you know i couldn't do it on my own um and then another um classmate of mine she was a year under me uh, Kelly Roselle, she just came out with um, a website called the Black Dollar Index. Um, if y'all haven't checked it out, definitely go check it out. Blackdollarindex.com, and basically her and she b- b- brought together a whole team, and they actually um, kind of piggyback on what you know my cousin Rose is doing a lot, and I try to do all the time too you know, support black businesses, support businesses that support black businesses, and, you know, make sure we're keeping our money in the community. Well, she's looking at, you know, major organizations, and they're actually ranking them based on their commitments to black America. Um, So they give amazing breakdowns about um, their employment, what they've given to the community, um, different, like we talked about earlier, media buys to, you know, represent and empower and lift the things that uh, black um, communities going through. Um, and she like literally lays it out for all of the fortune 100 companies now and looking to grow in the future. So like, nice. if I could do something like that, where, you know, put together an app or a software or something like that, that kind of helps like in me, it's putting pressure on those companies to do better, but at mm. the same time, it's helping people like, you know, us and me and Rose who are trying to make sure our dollars are going to people who support us That's making it real clear. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, I'm always thinking, like, okay, what can I do along those lines? What can I do to come up with something? What can I do to do something along like that? Um, So I would love to do something like that. But also just, like, closer to home, uh, just for us, now that, you know, we are, um, you know, a full LLC and stuff like that, I want to work on getting, you know, the 1528 um, charitable organization wing and you know kick that off and something for us to roll with and something for us to build on that again can outlive us that you know when we do stuff like uh the rv drive you know we're actually able to give people you know the tax deductible slips that they can you know get money back off of this stuff or you Mm -hmm. know certain things that we want to do and kind of make it regular uh we could do it through that charitable organization and get you know bigger money donations from corporations to actually really take our idea and do it at a bigger bigger scale
0: um, so it's it's cool that you said that because it's gives. absolutely when you said something um i wrote down create a scholarship and i was thinking like it'd be great if we created a scholarship to go to some wonderful thoroughbred so they can continue their education
3: 1528 scholarship I guess you know or, or, fi- or Fiskite <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Or whatever you call them,
2: Fiskite Is that the right word? Uh, who knows I'm not uh, I'm definitely a not The sons and daughters Of the, daughters not, of the a, altar I'm definitely not worried about Oh yes it. It's not of the What?
1: <laughs> sons <laughs> that, and daughters At the not, altar We are not get, At the altar get, get, <laughs> Y'all get married Y'all at the altar? Oh,
0: to the altar
1: First Through off. the altar Bes- To the altar Like through the fire the, uh,
0: Beside the altar Yeah Ultra adjacent. I love
1: it. Yeah,
2: something like that. I'm not even funny. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even I, holding. Word, I think y'all. I'm just over here talking stupid. We are. No, yeah,
0: we good. We enjoying. good. Absolutely. Yeah, take, Absolutely. Take, Absolutely. So, it's I mean, green and gold. I I, I want to do I want to do this before we we end this is that I want to challenge everybody to honestly. Think about their lives and to think about everyone that has impacted you. And hopefully, you know, if someone is still alive that has helped you along the way, reach back and say thank you to them. Um, For sure, there's more people than not that have done something for you that didn't do it for any accolade or any type of. A reward, Like just make a telephone call if you know somebody or if, if one of your old teachers or somebody, old mentors is, you know, on Facebook. Send a quick note and just say, hey, in the times that we're living in, I just want to make sure I let you know that I'm thankful for X, Y, Z, whatever it is that they've done for you. Because it's important. A lot of people don't do it for rewards, but it's good to know that you made a good impact on somebody's life. So um, yeah, as you listen to this, yeah, think about that do that and you know and if you do that let us know that you did it you know saying i I like to know who has made impacts impact on your life and who has definitely you know i want to list i I would love for us to list our listeners mentors you know the people that has helped you along the way just just kind of give some of that feedback and let people know that someone paid attention and someone has taken notice uh of the personal impact um that they have done so yeah so yeah and if, if, if if Go ahead.
3: I was going to say, especially when it's people who gave the most valuable resources was their time to mm-hmm. sit you down and talk you off the ledge. Um, like Mr. Davis saved my life way too many times in college, and a lot of it was just literally just talking to me and just literally letting me get stuff out that. Um, had affected me my entire life
0: that I was able to use him as a sounding board. So,
2: once mm-hmm. I mean, Mr. D, mm-hmm. thank you. Man. I love you. Yes, uh, thank you, Mr. Davis. Shout out. I thought of one. Man, uh, here recently, we just uh, we lost a brother. He worked. Uh, he worked at the. Uh, his name is Mario Bill. He's actually. He was actually Alpha as well, and he's from Ohio, I believe. Um, but no, he 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 was really one of those guys that. It was kind of weird. I was in a different place when I was in college. I was in a weird place when I was in college, and so, you know, I really couldn't hear really good advice all the time, because I was just wilding. That's you know, it was like I was I was at a weird place in life, so I was wilding most of the time when I was in college. I just got out of the military, got you know, like junk was crazy. So, but I remember he kept uh, Mario Bell. I don't know if it said Mario Bell, um, but he, uh, man, he uh, he was my neighbor because I, I stayed in a uh, graduate housing, and he was a. Uh, 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 Emissions. Uh, he worked in emissions, and so, but no, he used to pull me to the side and just tell, like you know, just drop jewels every day. You know what I'm saying? And he would, you mm-hmm. know, when I, was you know, someone told him I wanted to pledge alpha, and he was like, all right, here's what we gotta, you know, here's what we gotta think about. You know what I'm saying? Have you already done this? Are you doing that? Uh, matter of fact, our first fundraising event that I that I put together, it, he was the brainchild of it. Um, and we did it every year, the block Party. We did it every year. We raised so much money at the block Party. Um, and he used to just, he'd be like, no, 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 don't say nothing about me. He just dropped the gym off and back up because I was still a student, you know what I'm saying? But he, he you know, at some point he was just like, so Drace, man, you got to chill because I was doing parties every day, you know, kind of like on some Drace stuff, flooding flood my apartment. Uh, didn't flood the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't flood my apartment either, but I won't I won't bring up who did. They know who they are. But uh, I was I was getting <laughs> 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 nah, but I was getting to that uh, I was getting to that level for real. Where it was getting bad and he was just like, Look, sir. He said, Man, I pre- I know what you're doing, I know where you come from, I've been where you are before. He said, But you going too far, so I'm gonna go ahead and fall back. Still got love for you, but we can't be seen. <laughs> Cause I was be
3: Associated
2: for real. Just imagine, you know, Drake know what it is when you live on campus. It's a lot of politics to that. It's not just. It's my homeboy. It's my alpha. It's It's, it's a lot of politics to living on campus and just being part of the ac- academia. Uh, and so, anyway, but he just. I just remembered him. All those conversations we had. You know, two o'clock in the morning, just out on the back porch, just talking or whatever. So. Uh, but those are the those are the kind of gyms you find at HBCUs that is making continually continuing to make history. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Uh, it's a lot of experiences that we had on campus that he was really just like, "Hey, may y'all try this." He put my line my whole line to the side, uh, and then we just had I, I, you know you all can go on for days. I can go on for days just naming different gyms on campus, and some of them didn't even go there. Even go there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? graduated years ago, and they just hang out on campus. You're like, "Do, do you work here?" Uh, that's, that's at HBCU, though. So, yeah, man. That wasn't really grown ups hanging that's out. That's what's up. Was mostly kids, like student age people who didn't go to school there hanging out.
0: <laughs> Clean it up, said. Clean it up. <laughs>
2: nah, that'd be kind of weird. That'd be kind of weird. Kinda weird. That's,
0: that's, a, that's what's up, y'all. um So, we're going to close it out. Anybody got any uh parting words for this episode?
1: Okay. Out, got All right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um one thing, you know, that I would just say is, you know, it's something, you know, that I want to get more back uh into and just for other people to think about too, especially single uh, adults like some of us. One of the most rewarding things that I've ever done was when I worked with uh Oh God, the name just—I just lost the name of it. Um, Big Brother, Big Sisters, Um, and literally getting a direct impact on youth and stuff like that. And I just say that because if there's anything that we can do to, you know, move our people and move the culture along, I think we should definitely try to find ways to actually do it with the youth, impact the youth, and make sure that you know they're getting the things that we didn't have, that they're avoiding all of the road bumps that we fell into. Um, so yeah. whatever way that we can do that, I definitely encourage people to, you know, start searching there. Um, if there's other things on your mind, great. But if you don't know where to start, anything involving the youth, I think, would be extremely beneficial.
0: So, so, um to kind of like go adjacent to that, like we are still living in a pand- pandemic and a lot of people are still going without. If you can donate uh, any type of supplies or food to any of your local organizations, please make sure you do that um because you know we're, we're still in it like bump what you think bump you know people are having parties here and there like this stuff is still going on and we need to make sure we still continue to take care of our community and you know it's it's just important yeah, to do that
2: look out for your friend like yes. checking with your friends because a lot of these programs are not your friend on. and
0: anything else for the good of the order
2: you know i'm just saying uh,
1: just i think says trying to say something but he's muted oh <laughs> no i'm not Oh
0: you were oh, you're not trying to say anything okay i'm just saying like make sure you i, I was just
2: talking to some of my friends who work in social services and a lot of those programs are for people who you know a lot of your friends may make too much for that or whatever like that so mm. check on the people who you think is okay that that you know just check on your friends because a lot of people are going without yeah
0: yeah check on your strong friends too the ones that you think you know what I'm saying are always uh happy and stuff like that and always listening to your mess check on them all right So, so yeah. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to another episode of the 1528 podcast. I have been Justin.
1: This
3: is Dre. This is it This is BJ. And by the time you hear this, I'll be 40 years
1: old. Hey. Hey. That's what's up. Hey.
0: Hey. Happy birthday, old man. Happy birthday, man. That's what's up. So, appreciate you listening. God bless and good night. And happy birthday, BJ. Peace. 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 Good night. Just
2: this is next time.